Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Welcome to a new episode of Questions and Answers by e-commerce lab uh, today we're going to be discussing some of the questions we've been receiving from our community my name is vincenzo toscano i'm the ceo of ecomsi um, and as been mentioning through all these episodes we've been going to be running these episodes on each tuesday at 5 p.m gmt for english-speaking audience and then on thursdays at 5 p.m for spanish uh, audiences as well so all the questions we usually cover during these sessions are questions we receive uh, from our clients or training sessions and also people that send them by email or social media channels. And also, of course, we're going to be discussing all the questions we always uh, get through live sessions. OK, so I'm going to start by popping up some of the questions on the screen. But before I do that, I wanted just to remind you that uh, remember to check our last episode we had with Laura yesterday it was around PPC. So it's very good for all those people looking to launch um, your first PPC campaigns on Amazon because, of course, there are things to consider, especially in 2022 with increasing competition. So have a look at the video. We discuss what are the five things you should be taking into consideration. And I think they are very valuable at the moment of launching your product on Amazon, at least during this uh, year. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, now uh, start bringing some of the questions to the table. We're gonna start discussing them. And of course, if any of the other questions come to live, uh, I'm also gonna be bringing those, okay? So let's bring the first one here. Um, so the first question of the day will be, yeah, this question we get a lot, which is how much should we budget for upfront costs? inventory shipping research etc so actually i did a video in youtube as well regarding this subject which i was discussing what are the what is the criteria in terms of things to consider when calculating the cost to launch your first product on amazon and also what is the budget i would advise you to have on hand so right now i will say at least you should be having ten thousand dollars and up to launch a product on amazon because as we all know expenses are, have been increasing, especially things such as PPC, which is going to be your main channel to drive traffic to your product and generate sales. And also things such as shipping has been increasing significantly uh, the last couple of years. So I will say at least take into consideration a budget of around 10,000. This, of course, doesn't mean that 10,000 is going to be used at all, all on inventory and shipping. So at least I will say you need to keep 40% of that 10,000, which is around $40,000 on a reserve just to cover things such as, for example, your PPC uh, and launch strategies, which most likely is going to take that 
a budget just a on its own so the other thing to consider as well is that the remaining 60 percent which is going to be again between five and six thousand dollars that's going to be for your inventory and shipping but the thing is that realistically if we take into consideration the percentages i'm mentioning right now which is 50 60 for inventory shipping um and everything and then the other 40 percent for ppc and launch strategy uh, you should have another 30 to 40 percent out of the 10,000 in, in as a reserve. So I'm going to explain why. Let's say you have 10,000, you put the 50, 60 percent on inventory. You have the other 40 percent on launch, which is at least what I recommend for PPC because on the first phase, when you have no reviews and you have basically no history on the product, it's going to be very difficult for you to scale the product on on, on page one and the basically the keywords are important for your product. So. The other 30-40%, which is outside this 10,000, is going to be the budget you should be having as a reserve eh, as the pro starts to kick off in terms of sales. So realistically, the 10,000 can easily become 14-15,000. So that means if 10,000 is to take in consideration your initial launch phase, you should be having another 5,000 as a reserve. These 5,000 are key, especially when your product is selling very well because you're gonna find yourself trapped if you encounter deterioration, which we have seen a lot with our clients, that your products start selling very well, but you didn't budget into consideration the second purchase of the inventory, right? So you need to remember that whenever you make a purchase with inventors nowadays, you need to allocate around 30, 50% in some instances, the inventory cost uh, with a factor, right? So if we take into consideration that your initial purchase was between five and $6,000, you should be having another three to $4,000 as a backup. So you can start producing the second batch of inventory as you start running out of stock on the first shipment. So why is it important that you have this reserve? Because let's imagine that you start selling super well and, and basically remember that also Amazon gives you the money that you generate through your process every 15 days. That means you have a 15-day window that let's say during that 15 day, your product skyrockets and starts selling multiple units per day. If you don't have the budget to start uh, producing the product in advance before you receive that payout from Amazon, you might uh, run out in the situation of going out of stock. And we all know that going out of stock is very bad for your product. So you need to avoid that at all costs because if you don't, then it's gonna be more expensive to then relaunch the product when basically combining the cost with uh, the new PPC launch strategy that you're gonna need to do, uh, affiliate marketing, if you're gonna do that, influencer marketing, some um, kind of promotion. So that's why it's very important to try to go be out of stock. So to conclude the question, I will say realistically between Twelve and fourteen thousand dollars is what you need to have on hand if you're looking to budget an initial ten thousand budget uh, to launch the product. Okay, great. Um, let's see which other question we got in here. Do you use any PPC tools? Yes, uh, we do. Um, one of the tools we recommend for PPC is Adatomic. I, at the moment from Helium 10. So that tool is very good. In fact, that comes with a diamond uh, package from Helium 10, which usually is $250 per month. 
but I just remember that I received an email from them, I think yesterday, that they're rolling out an exclusive promotion to our audience, and you're gonna get 50% of your initial two months, which is you're gonna be saving like $250 in the first two months. So I'm gonna be leaving those uh, discounts on, and links on the description, so don't worry about that. But essentially the tool is called Atomic, and what the tool does is, is connects with your Amazon account, and basically, what you can do with that tool is automate the whole optimization of your PPC campaigns. So that's very good because um, let's say you set up your campaigns in terms of bid in terms of bids and, and the targeting that you want to do towards the keywords that are related to your product. But realistically, you're not going to be able to be 24-7 checking those campaigns and doing the optimization that is required. So this software, what it does, it triggers a this automatic software to check all your bits in, in real time and based on the rules that you put on the system that let's say you're going to tell the system i want to always keep my ACOS under 30 percent if for some reason specific keyword campaign is not performing under that specific metric then the software automatically adjusts the bits based on, on the rules that you put on the system so i also never uh, recommend to use just a ppc to ppc tool sorry as a only way to optimize your campaigns because there is always the human factor that is gonna be key here in terms of the strategic level. So a tool is only good as good as you use it. So what I mean by that is that if you use Adatomic as a tool, but you don't implement good rules and you don't implement a good structure in terms of the campaigns, the software is not gonna work efficiently. So I think the best approach is to have a, a hybrid approach, which is basically the combination of human interaction, which is gonna be in this case you or an agency like us, and then you have the software, right? And then you basically combine the best of both, of both worlds, and then you, uh, are going to be able to achieve a good performance and always ensure that your campaigns are as optimized as possible. Okay, hopefully that's it. That answer your question. Um, let's see which your question we got in here. How to search for what is trending with keywords, but might not exist exist yet. Yeah, I think your question is related to um basically um how to how to search for a a, a product right um they might be trending outside of amazon like let's say a fidget spinner when they first came up it was very trending social media but it wasn't on amazon so you want to basically understand how to do the research around the keywords of that product i think that's the, the question so on that in that scenario of course it's going to be tricky because you need to remember that amazon is a search engine right and if for some reason the product is still not there, it's going to be very difficult for you to use a tool like, for example, Helium 10 to be able to extract the data in terms of keywords. So if the product is becoming very trendy outside of Amazon, what you can do is you can basically first use a tool called Google Trends and you can see the trend of the product and first see how the trend is behaving outside of Amazon. So you can check, for example, if the trend is just at the peak in that moment in terms of people it's just a... I mean, people have been discovering this product for a couple of weeks or months already. And then based on that, you can take the decision if it's a good idea to enter or not, because you need to remember that usually these trendy items that are coming out of nowhere, like from TikTok or these platforms that influencers discover a very a unique product, like a fidget spinner, for example, is a product that is not gonna last very long usually. Then 
usually the competition that entered this market destroy the, the the thing that basically make makes it attractive because then everybody start competing in price and it's going to be very difficult for you to compete there long time so you can use google trend to see how the trend is behaving if you see it's in the beginning stages then it might be worth to take the risk but when it comes to actually understanding the keywords that you want to put on, let's say, your listing on Amazon or your PPC campaigns, uh, it's very difficult to to find that if you if you cannot find basically a seller that is doing well with that product already on Amazon. What you can do on that scenario is use a tool from Helium 10 called Magnet, right? So you, let's say you discover Fidget Spinner is a, is a keyword that is performing very well in terms of uh, describing the product and you see everybody naming the product fidget spinner what you're going to do is you, you're going to take the keyword and you're going to put it on magnet and helium team is going to help you discover keywords that are related to that key keyword which is called the seed keyword and you can then start discovering like the search volume the relevancy and things like that most of the time this tool is also going to allow you to find keywords that are being searched on amazon but at the same time helium team is going to mention if they are competing products or not and then from that data, if you find that, for example, all the seed-related keywords from Fidget Spinner, as an example, have little competition, but the search volume is massively high, you might be discovering a product that already has a big purchase intent on Amazon, but for some reason, people is not yet uh, covering that demand on Amazon. So that might be a good product to enter on. The only thing, as I already mentioned, those products tend to become very saturated in the long term because just as you discovered that product let's say on TikTok and social media it's just a matter of time until people uh, with bigger budgets uh, discover the product as well and then they're gonna aid you with the cost and ppc okay so hopefully that's clear and is uh, answers the question in depth for you okay um let's see which other question we got in here Okay, this question says, if I, if I do have three products, but different size, how many UPC code uh, I need? Thank you. Yes, so if you have, a let's say, a water bottle and you have the blue color, the red one, multiple colors, right? Each single product, in this case color, needs to have its own UPC code. I know that uh, when I say that, people sometimes don't, don't like the... Uh, don't like it because of course more upc codes me means uh, that you're gonna put more expenses on your business but the reality is that now if you go to the official website of gtin uh, uh, upc codes um, they are very cheap gs1 uh, website i think was 50 pounds or something like that and you get 10 upc codes so it used to be very expensive but now it become very accessible to a lot of people. So don't worry about that. Just make sure that each single color has its own UPC code at the moment of creating the listing, okay? And next question, how do I change the subject matters of my listing? Yeah, the subject matter is something uh, quite tricky uh, because most of the categories you're gonna find that when you go directly in your seller central account and you go to the, the the tab that where you used to find this section which is search terms um you're gonna find the subject matter is not appearing anymore on some categories already so there is a way around around that and actually it, it was brought uh, to me by bradley from helium time on the serial seller podcast where 
they basically uh, allow you now to update your subject matters by using the Helium 10 tool, which is the listing optimization tool. I don't remember exactly now the, the name of the tool, but it's the tool that they just rolled out a few months ago, which basically you can update your list, listing within Helium 10. And now within that optimization tool, they now allow you to update the subject matters. Because what happened with the subject matters is that if you try to do it now manually on your seller central account, you're not gonna be able to do the change. For some reason, Amazon doesn't allow you to do that in some categories, but if you use Helium 10, it allows you to basically override the back end of the listing. You're gonna be able to uh, include keywords on the job subject matters uh, on the back end of the listing. So this section is actually very powerful because uh, when it comes to, let's say relevancy on your listing, you can have always your title, then you have your subject matter, uh, sorry, your search terms. And that on the third place, you have subject matters before bullet points and then description. So subject matters, it may be very helpful for you to include any keywords that maybe you're not indexing for. And then you're going to find yourself um, showing for that keyword if for some reason it's not working uh, when including another section. So it's an extra space for you to use basically rele relevant keywords for your listing. Okay. So try to do that. Uh, use Helium 10, uh, the listing optimization tool put this, uh, the keywords on the subject matters, and you're gonna see that within a few, maybe hours, if you try to use the index checker tool on, on your listing for that keyword that you put on subject matter, you should be indexing for that, okay? Okay, and next one, when you ship it to Amazon FBA, how should, should it be packaged? Can you deliver directly to them? Um, when you ship your product to Amazon, the first thing that you need to do is you need to create your shipment plan, right? So you go in your seller central account, you create the shipment plan. And when you create the shipment plan, it's gonna create basically a, a label. And that's the label you need to give to your manufacturer. When it comes to the actual packaging of the product, which is gonna be the big brown box where you have each individual uh, unit, uh, it really, there isn't really any specific requirement in terms of let's say shape or anything like that. Of course, you want the shape to be as efficient as possible in terms of dimensions and weight, because um, when it comes to filling a, con a container, there are specific dimensions that you, you should be making sure in terms of geometry to make sure you don't leave any empty spaces around your container, because then it's going to be basically space you could paint, but you're not using. So always take that into consideration when you're designing the outer packaging with your manufacturer. So you make sure you use the whole space of a container if you're shipping on on that scale. If you're shipping on smaller scales, also try to keep, again, the packaging as small as possible. And because again, the bigger the packaging, when it comes to then calculating your freight expenses, it's gonna be also more expensive for you. So try to keep that as, as small and as compact as possible. Uh, then the only thing that you need to do in terms with the manufacturer, you give the shipping label to them, they put the shipping label on the outer box, then they ship that to Amazon. When you deliver this, yes, it's directly to Amazon. When you create the shipping label, on the shipping label, actually Amazon is gonna automatically generate um, the warehouse address, right? The warehouse address is dynamically changed by Amazon. You can't um, basically decide which warehouse to choose. There are streaks around that, of course, but again, the, the in, in general, um, 
the address is automatically chosen by Amazon. And then basically you give that a sticker on top of the box, the manufacturer give that to your freight agent or a, basically to the company that's shipping the product for you and they ship that directly to Amazon. Then when they receive the packaging on Amazon, somebody on Amazon warehouse is gonna scan the barcode of that sticker and then automatically they relate that inventory to your uh, Amazon FBA inventory. And you're gonna see how the inventory start to basically update on your seller central account. And that's it, and you start selling. So very simple, okay? Great, let's see which other question we're gonna hear. Uh, to start with Amazon, should I do FBA or FBM first? Um, I have mentioned this on our sessions as well. This is always gonna depend on your specific situation. So I'm gonna quickly put an example so it makes sense what, uh, why it depends. Let's say you already have a brand outside of Amazon, right? You already have your fulfillment channels, you have a warehouse, you have great, uh, let's say, shipment rates uh, with your company in terms of dealing with the shipments acro across your country. It might make sense to do FBM if, um, if your fees are more economic in terms of dealing with FBA. This again is, is, most of the time it's not gonna be the case because FBA is very competitive in terms of uh, how expensive it is. Most of the time when you compare FBA with FBM, FBA most, uh, most of the time tend to be cheaper, but when you're handling big volume outside of Amazon and you already have a big infrastructure outside of Amazon, sometimes FBA makes sense. So at the end of the day, it all comes down to the fees and the other thing that you need to remember is that if your Amazon Seller Central account is new and you have no history at all in terms of um, in terms of shipping, right? You're not gonna be able to do Prime with FBM because you need you need to first prove a, a, a quantity of shipments and, a, and basically um, performance in terms of dealing with these units with, with the clients within Amazon. But with FBA, that's not the case. FBA, you are prime from day one. And as we all know, most of the people sh shopping on Amazon, they're looking for prime products. So it also comes out to a conversion issue, right? So when you put all those things on, on a balance and you compare fees at the benefits, uh, I think that's where you really should be making the decision if you wanna do FBA or FBM. But, um, and if you're getting started, I would say FBA most of the time is the one, the way to go in terms of it being cost-effective cost and dealing with logistics, okay? We have another question. Does Amazon PPC cost the, uh, the debt from Amazon balance or from my credit card? Um, yes, uh, the, PPC, um, the PPC expenses, uh, usually um, Amazon is gonna give you two options, right? So um, most of the time, I think you're gonna find that when you do your initial campaigns and then you go to the settings in terms of the, the payment method you used for your PPC campaigns, you have two options. You have the credit card and the Amazon balance. You can choose between both. So here is a good uh, tip in terms of how you can make this uh, efficient for you. I always advise that when paying for PPC, use a credit card, right? Uh, again, it depends, of course, if you are eligible for one and if your business is capable of getting a credit card. But most of the time, you can get at least a basic credit card and get a credit card that gives you either points or travel points. So, for example, a, a lot of our clients, what they do is all the PPC expenses, they combine that with a credit card that gives them travel points. And we have clients that they travel all year long 
for free because all the expenses that they, they put towards PPC, which can be between five ten thousand per per month for these clients on, on advertising, is points that they're basically paying or they're getting on the credit card. And they can then use those points for travel or any other thing that you want to exchange those points for. At the end of the day, the point of the credit card is not to basically go into credit, right? Is to take advantage of the benefits of all the volume you're using in terms of uh, money on your PPC. Because if you pay with your Amazon balance, okay, you're also going to uh, be paying straight away from your balance and you not, don't need to worry about paying the credit card but you're not taking advantage of all the money you're spending on PPC besides um, the performance you might get on Amazon, where in the credit card, you get the performance of the PPC, and then at the same time, you can take advantage of paying uh, with the credit card on time and getting the points to be used uh, for beneficial purposes, right? So that's a tip uh, I have seen a lot of people implementing, and if you already spend a big volume on PPC, it's definitely worth it to do that trick, okay? Um, okay. Have you ever encountered any custom issue? Is it very common? Um, yeah, the custom issue, uh, I mean, for those people that might not know, I, I'm pretty sure you're referring to the customs or when the inventory enters the country you are shipping to. Um, it's, I mean, it really depends on the country. Like, for example, with Spain, we get a lot of inspections, uh, just thinking right now, a country out of my mind. But it really depends on the country. Some countries are more picky in terms of inspection than other, and they check more containers than other. The issue here is, that, of course, when a, a, an inspection comes, if there is something that is not um, correctly done, like paperwork or basically uh, something wrong with the um, declaration of the product, or maybe the the value of the shipment you say is ten thousand, but it's actually what twenty thousand. Things like that. If for some reason, which again you shouldn't be doing, they, they find out, then of course it can be a big problem, and it can backtrack also to the shipments you did before that initial shipment, and it can become a very big fine, which can make a big harm to your business. So always make sure you have all the paperwork in, in hand. Uh, and that's it, it shouldn't be an issue. Even if you get an inspection, maybe it's delayed one or two weeks more, but you shouldn't be having any problems, okay? But yeah, at the end of the day, it, it depends on the country a lot. Some countries do more custom inspections than other, okay? Good, let's see which one question we got in here. I live in Germany. Does it make sense to sell in USA based on the number of buyers or, or registrar in Germany FBM? That's a very good question. Um, I actually uh, gonna be releasing an episode uh, with Nick uh, from uh, HelloTax discussing this subject in terms of what is the best strategy in terms of taking a decision when trying to migrate, for example, to Europe. But I would say that if you are in the US, in, in Europe, in terms of paperwork and dealing with all the logistics to set up your business, I would say, yeah, start in Germany because right now you're also lucky for, for being in Germany because Germany together with UK are the two biggest markets in, in Europe and they already have big volume. Okay. Again, it's not never compared to USA. USA is completely completely different animal. It's huge compared to Europe, but at the same time, you're going to encounter the issue that you, you are just mentioning. The competition is huge. It's going to be much more difficult to efficiently scale a product, and then it's going to be 
you're gonna struggle more for sure in the USA if you don't find the right product. Um, so I will say if you're in Germany, yes, start in Germany, the volume is very good. We have clients doing very good revenue in Germany. Um, just make sure that again, Germany in terms of quality for products are very uh, also peaky in terms of what they want. And, and though is one of the countries we have found that is very difficult to always get consistent good reviews because if your products have, let's say, some kind of defect or you're not meeting the quality you're promising, they're very critical. So that's the only disadvantage I can think of. But other than that, the volume and the demand we have seen in Germany is very good. And then you can use Germany as a gateway in terms of entering Europe. And then after Germany, you can start exploring things such as France, Italy, Spain, because you have the pan-European program, which is basically going to allow you to diversify your inventory across Europe. And Amazon does everything on your behalf. And then you can start selling in other countries, which is going to be a way to also scale your, uh, your revenue. But I wouldn't advise to start with all Europe from day one. In fact, this is also something that I'm, I'm going to be discussing with Nick on that episode I just mentioned, because starting with many marketplaces at the same time is going to be first of all very expensive because then you need to register for all the sales tax on all those countries and second of all if your budget is limited it's going to be difficult for you to be efficient in terms of dealing with your ppc campaigns and all the strategies on multiple countries at the same time and also different languages so start with germany build uh, a stable structure there in terms of start generating sales and once you see the products becoming mature you can take the decision, of course, to to jump to a, another market in Europe, and then eventually, of course, pan into USA uh, once you have a, a stronger revenue. Okay, great. I think that would be everything for today, guys. I mean, thank you very much for all all the people that send those questions. I appreciate it, and also thank you for all the people that has been uh, giving feedback on the videos and episodes we've been dropping on on our YouTube channel, Spotify. Um, and not all the channels where our podcast is being broadcasted. We appreciate that. We're going to try to bring as many guests as possible around different subjects to bring you as much knowledge as possible. And also, of course, I'm going to be myself doing more episodes around the topics that are always uh, very relevant within Amazon, which is optimization for your listing, PPC strategies, and also launch strategies, OK? So remember to share and like and subscribe if you like these sessions and share it with your community. And remember, if you have any questions, you can always send them. I'm going to be more than happy to answer those questions uh, to you. You can reach out on my social media channels or by email. And also remember that if you're looking to receive any kind of support in terms of scaling your brand on Amazon, usually we give the first consultation for free. This is to give you the opportunity to explain the issue, for us to give you some feedback, and also to explore if realistically we can add value to your business, okay? So that will be everything for today, guys. Uh, see you in the next one. Have an amazing week and take care, okay? Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.